The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, Kinky Connections and Kinky Education. We're kinky, done differently. what women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun discussion about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy, as well as an intimate discussion about how to connect with our own authentic self. With questions asked by a guy. And now here is your host, John, or as we call him around here, hi there, catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to the show. Yes, we're actually on video this week as we are joined by Temptress Raven Eve, who is an amazing dominatrix from Dayton, Ohio. I had an opportunity to visit her in her dungeon and have an amazing conversation about this amazing woman. And as you'll see, I got myself into a bit of predicament from time to time. I hope you enjoy this edition of what women and other wonderful humans want as we go to Temptress Raven Eve's dungeon. And as always, we start with the first five. Five questions about first okay. with Temptress Raven Eve. Alrighty. First time you knew that you had a dominant streak in you. <laughs> I knew, um, well, I would say a very young age, uh, but I was tormenting boys in high school and junior high and some of them say in elementary school and not a, I didn't realize what I was doing, but apparently I was doing it. <laughs> First time you put on an outfit that made you feel powerful. Ooh, uh, again, you're bringing me back to, <laughs> um, I have always been, what I would call clothing fetishist, not knowing I was. Mm -hmm. um, and that my clothing has always made a statement since a very young age. So um, I can't say that there was a first outfit that I put on and I knew made me powerful, like for most fetishists who are, uh, you know, I, I'll say male because that's what we deal with the most, mm -hmm. uh, who put on panties for the first time or put on their mom's heels for the first time. Or I've always been a clothing fetishist, so I can't say that there was one outfit that like pushed that for me. Um, but uh, yeah, since a young age, I would say I've been into clothes and clothes that made me feel powerful, I guess. First time you stepped into your own dungeon. Hmm. Your emotions going through having a place of your own and your thoughts about your journey there. Hmm. Uh, my very first, my own dungeon mm -hmm. owned. Um, 
actually owned uh, was January of this year, this space. Mm -hmm. um, my space in, I rented a space in Dayton. That was my very first space um, from another dom. Um, and we split the space. And then I had the space in North Carolina, which was mine. I was the only one renting it. It wasn't rented out to other doms. Um, and that was my first space and I loved it and it felt like home, but it was time to come back to Dayton. So, um, and be actually sleeping in my own bed every day, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, I missed that. Um, and that would have been in end of December mm -hmm. when I walked in here and decided that this, I was going to make this mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and it felt like mine from the second I walked in. It was a mess. It's been work, like a lot of work. I don't know if you know, but I'm a real handy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> real handy, I used to do construction. So I did all the drywall and all the paint and everything that's been done to the space I've done. So um, by hand myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was two full months of just direct in the building, almost three. I don't think I started sessions till March. Um, and every day it feels more like home. It's a work in progress, just like anyone who has a brand new dungeon space, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, but walking in and feeling like things were in place enough to do sessions and my very first session in the space, um, yeah, there is no feeling like that, um, control that you've taken for yourself mm -hmm. um, and putting the work in for you instead of others. So um, it's pretty damn, pretty damn good. Just to let you know, I do have a second camera. That's a close, this one's a close up on you um, or uh, just a medium fantastic. shot. Fantastic. <laughs> <Sorry>. Lovely. <laughs> well, that actually has to do with my next question. When was the first time you saw a video that you produced that was a point of view that you went, I got something here? Because more than anybody I've seen on Instagram, you have a way of drawing people in. Thank you. Uh, I've been in this business what feels like a really long time. Um, not long compared to some of my friends, mm -hmm. uh, obviously. But um, I got in the business in 2014, um, and I did not come in this business this good. <laughs> this is not how this works, right? Nobody starts um, where you end or where you are mid, you know what I mean? Like, I will get better than what I am now. That's the hope always, right? Always striving to be better. Um, I think for me it was a lot of my, um, a lot of my work for other people, right? So... Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll get into how I started in the business and all of that stuff. Um, but my very first video I did um, at my very first fetish con in 2015 um, with a few of the producers that had become best friends of mine mm -hmm. and shooting with him and his videographer who um, who means a lot to me uh, and we were involved for, for a long time um, 
that moment, that first video with them, and I was like, this is, why did I not find this 20 years ago? Like, amazing. And that, to me, being told by people who had been in this business for a very long time, dear God, are you sure you've never done this before? Mm -hmm. No, I've never done this before. Um, a lot of wows, that first FETCON, and um, my career has escalated into more of who I am and doing things that I really want to do and who truly is me. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll get into more of that, I'm sure. So um, that first video with uh, Ivan Boulder and um, Rob McRae, who is his videographer, mm -hmm. uh, really catapulted the, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome um, moment. And he and I have had that group of people, along with Lou Rubens, have really, uh, I spent a lot of time with them, um, really pushed that heavily. So, yeah, that video was the one, yeah. First time wrestler Raven ever made an appearance. Uh, okay, so wrestler Raven started as Raven Swift. Uh, which is the Facebook, don't bother friending it, you won't get on. Um, I don't use that damn thing, so don't bother. Uh, but Raven Swift, uh, excuse me, Raven Swift started as Raven Fresh Fight. I've had several names. Um, Raven Fresh Fight, and that was in 2014. It was in uh, August of 2014. Um... I do believe, mm -hmm. uh, and it started with a fight company, so I was doing, I got involved with a local fight company that did um, basically no-gi grappling mixed with cat fighting uh, tactics, so um, not quite MMA, we weren't punching in the face, mm -hmm. but everything else, uh, addition of pulling hair, and um, we weren't scratching that wasn't a thing, um, but mix of the two, mm -hmm. and that's where Raven began. My name was given by a girl at that fight company because I got told you gotta, you gotta, you can't use your real name, mm -hmm. even though my real name is a porn name. You can't use your real name, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was like, I don't know, and they were like, you look like a Raven. So Raven started in 2014. Before I knew there was 800 fucking Ravens in this business. Um, so. Sorry, all the other Ravens. Um, so 2014, and it started as Raven Fresh Fight, and then it switched to Raven Swift, and then it switched to Raven Eve, and then it switched to Temptress Raven Eve, and Wrestler Raven was attached to Raven Eve. And that started in 2015, when I finally started a Twitter and got off of this fat life. <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> Whoa! Hi! Hi. <laughs> Legs up. Legs up? Legs up and around. Oh, wow. There you go. Up and around. There it is. Oh! You're gonna get in there. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get in, yes. let's get in. There we Absolutely. There. Gotta get those big feet in there. There you go. Oh! There we go! Welcome back to what <laughs> another wonderful human swan. I hope you enjoy this lovely view because I am enjoying this amazing view of Temptress Raven Eve from her 
beautiful dungeon. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little confused because honestly, I'm just a little. Uh, it actually leads into my first question very uh -huh. well. Uh huh. I have been intimidated to do an interview only three times. One was with the Baroness, oh, the Latex Baroness yes, in New York. Yes. One was with Amanda Wildfire. Okay. And I learned why I should be intimidated. <laughs> and the other one is you. Oh, thank you. And I think it is because when I first contacted you a couple years ago, you were like, who the heck is this guy? Like what me. is he really all about? Is he just another guy who's looking for free time? Yeah. And when I wrote you, it was genuinely to try to lend some of my professional assistance because I was a professional wrestling announcer on ESPN for three years. And if I had asked you if you wanted any authenticity in, <laughs> in somebody really wanting that kind of scene, let me know. Yes. And you were like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um and those of you who are on our side of it understand that we get those kinds of things mm -hmm. all the time from bullshit. Right? Yes. So um, it was only after being contacted several times and then he started the podcast and then several people that I knew went on the podcast and this has been years that I've said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do a podcast. So... I figured if I was going to start podcasts, I would agree to start with yours, since you have been asking me for years, and I have told you no several times. <laughs> so here we are. And I am honored that you have allowed me to do this, and I'm just, this is amazing. I've never been in one of these before. No. I've, I've been in one that's smaller, but not one that is so vulnerable. <laughs> is, yeah. Is there a vulnerable side to you? Mm, that's a very good question. In the business or just in general? In general. So we're all humans. Mm -hmm. We're all vulnerable, it doesn't matter. Everyone's vulnerable. Like you can't not be vulnerable. Uh, so of course there always is. Uh, I have learned after being burned and burned and burned and burned recently mm -hmm. that I keep people at a distance for most of the and that's why the longer you see doms in this business, the harder it is to see them, the harder it is to talk to them, the more distant they seem. Um, and that's because we've all gone through it. So uh, since I've been in this business since 2014, mm -hmm. the longer you're in it, the more people want to get close to you and the more people want to burn you. So um, we've all had that happen, unfortunately. When did you have your... I'm not going to say first experience, but the experience that made you think, I'm in the right business and this really feels good. Um, honestly, it was before this business. So mm -hmm. I, was, I was a lifestyler. Um, I'll use that word loosely because I know some really amazing lifestylers that know more than some of us pros in the business. Mm -hmm. um, then they're phenomenal and I learned a lot from a lot of lifestylers um very lucky uh, but it was it was my first submissive um who was local we're still friends I went to his wedding <laughs> I, I love his wife we're great friends they all uh everyone in our our friend circle knows um 
but it was that was my very first real dom session was us him going hey have you ever thought about femdom and I was like yeah <laughs> he said you want to try it and I was like yeah uh you want me to beat you fuck yeah I'm in <laughs> um and our very first session when we were done he was like that's better than any video I've ever watched oh my god are you sure you've never done this before I get that a lot apparently and I was like no I have not but god that felt good and he was like oh now, mind you, at the time, I was not, femdom was not my focus. Mm -hmm. Femdom wasn't, I wasn't in the femdom scene. Um, I was only in the bondage and uh, wrestling and fighting scene. So I was only doing um, other things. Now, obviously, I did fighting. I'm a very dominant person. Mm -hmm. If we get into that conversation, I do not, I do not give in. I will fuck your world up first. I will go down dead before I will go down. Um, so, uh, it was very natural. And that very first session with him felt like I had found my home. Um, and it, I will never ever forget that. And he is a wonderful human and such a good friend. And, um, he is what started the ball towards this. So, what was it that gave you the never give up attitude? Because I would guess that in this business, there's a lot of times when you're going, oh God, all there are, are and I, I don't think I've ever used this term on the podcast, all there are fuck boys who are looking for one thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then you find the ones that are like, wow, I finally connected. How did you build that dominant personality to never give up? Um, I've always been that way. You know, people want to say it's our, you know, well, something happened to you in your childhood. Nothing fucking happened to me in my childhood that got me here. <laughs> Other than my um, drive, my self-drive. Um, you can't be in this business and not have self-drive. Mm -hmm. you, you can't. You won't survive. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, someone will bring you down. Um, and no one leads you. <laughs> this is all self-driven. Anybody in this business has worked hard to get where they're at. Um, and you can ask any woman in this business or, or those that are males. And it, it is, um, it is all you and with help from your friends. So, um, I have been this way since I was very young. Um, and you know, well, I won't go into personal things, mm -hmm. but I have always been this way. Um, that's why when I got into and got introduced to the competitive fighting, um, I was when I f saw the first show because I I actually watched it live before I decided to join, and uh, I said, <laughs> "Oh, I can do that." Mm -hmm. <laughs> You want to stick me in a ring with a girl and I get to beat her ass and I will get in trouble? Oh, you fucking sign me up for that shit. Um, and that's that I've always been that way. And you can't be a fighter um, and not be driven to win um, at all costs. Your bio on your website mentioned that you came from the corporate world. Were you that ruthless in the corporate world too? Um no, that's a different situation, right? Mm. You're running a business for somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be able to, and you have to in this business too, I have to be able to work with clients to be able to get them in. I can't control 
all the things we like to think we can, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we do to an extent, um, but we're in a business to make money and make fantasies come true. We are. Um, we all love what we do. There are things that are on our no list that we will not do. Um, I will tell you no. <laughs> I have no problem with the word no. Um, but, you know, it, when you come from a corporate world, corporate is different. Um, and I ran dental practices for over 10 years. Mm. Um, I worked in the medical field for over 20. I've done other things, construction and um I ran a massage company for a while. I've done a lot of things, um, and I like variety. That's why this business worked really well for me. Um, I need variety. Um, Mm -hmm. It brings me joy. I get bored easy. So this is a different thing every day, all day long, and it's fantastic, right? But corporate world, you can't run a corporate business exactly the same. Um, You can, but to a degree is different. I'm now running my own business. I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. I I am I am the beginning and end. If it doesn't succeed, I'm the reason, right? Um, corporations, you're dealing with everyone. You have to work well with everyone. You have to work as a group to make things function. It doesn't just start with me. It starts with the whole room, right? Um, we are a team, and that's how that works. So you have to be able to work with people. It's a little different, um, but being intelligent enough to be able to um, work with customers slash clients slash patients. Um, and I ran the practices, so I had to, I dealt with our patients a lot, insurance, um, treatment planning, reading x-ray, you know, things that we do. So it's running a company, but running a company with a doctor ego and, <laughs> employees that are all female it's great <laughs> but it's different uh, corporate is is a little bit of a different entity one of the things i noticed when i drove up to your dungeon is you proudly fly your flag mm-hmm. quite literally yeah i do <laughs> i do um i do uh while i'm in session the flag is out when i'm not it doesn't need to be out there <laughs> Uh, but so that everyone knows where they're at, you you find me. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's like the president of the White House. Mm-hmm. When, when the president's home, the flag is out. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. The president's in. Um, although my my door tells you to fuck off. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's quite literally tells you to fuck off. It's it fine. does. And it's very funny. I love it. <laughs> So many times we hear in the kink world, fetish dispenser. Mm -hmm. And I can expect that as a pro-dom, sometimes there are clients that just literally want that. They want A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Correct. Tell me how special it is when you have a client that says, I put my trust in you, here's what I'm interested in, and suddenly, the dispenser goes away and the connection begins. Here's the thing about that though. Um, there's a connection comes between two people, mm-hmm. whether they're trying to control and top from the bottom or control what they're getting because of experiences with other doms or because they just want a dispensary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, either direction, 
there's either a connection or there isn't. Um, and we all have to learn to be dispensaries at some point. Um, eventually, I'm sure a lot get to the point where they're not dispensaries, and that's fine. Um, but we are in the business, like I said, of making fantasies come true, mm -hmm. making fantasies reality. Um, and that's part of the business. And I never mind hearing what a client likes. But when you understand that I, uh, this is my job, I'm here every day. Like, like I would tell people in the dental field, if you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. I just work here. It's fine. You go home, and then when you call me tomorrow because you didn't listen to me and you're dying, then I'm going to say I told you so, mm -hmm. and then we're going to move on. Because <laughs> I don't just work here. I know what the fuck I'm doing, right? So the, the problem is those who don't trust us to do our job, mm. and that's based on other things, other factors, a lot of social media dip. Yep. Uh, too many videos, guys. If you call me goddess again, I swear I'm going to punch you in your mouth. Um, I'll make sure that you remember to call me temptress. I'll give you one warning and then you'll remember. I am not goddess and you got to turn the porn off every once in a while. Um, it's nice where we get into that. It isn't just, hey, I'm going to give you free reign because that's dumb too because you're not going to like the session. Right? right? So where we get into that are clients that we see on a regular basis, the ones that become full-time, the ones that we know what their limits are without having to review them every time. We know what that client likes to be able to extend on that or change things or revisit, hey, is there anything lately that you've come up with that you, you've watched this and oh, I kind of want to try that. Um, those are the ones that allow us to really, for me at least, allow me that flexibility to just do what I want to do. And my full times know that when something's new in the dungeon, they're going to get it first. <laughs> so, because as everyone is aware, when you have something new, you got to work out the kinks before you go doing it in a session with a brand new client where they think you don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> when you're just fumbling with something new. So. Our long-time, full-time clients are really the epitome of what allows us free reign to express that day I feel like doing this or this day I feel like doing that or whatever. Um, you know, a brand new client coming in, we're both getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of be a dispensary to give them the fantasy of what they're looking for. And then hopefully they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We had a connection. You'll come back. I love returning clients. It, mm -hmm. it makes my life happy because I've already seen you once. And now we're going to play on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember a time when a client came to you and said, I didn't know I could be my true self until I met you, yes. meaning that they haven't let go. Can you tell me a story like that? Oh, huh. uh, I have a lot of those people. Um, and not just sissies, right? So um, one of my full times is, you know, makes a lot of money, 
high up in a very large company. Um, and him getting that downtime, that degradation that he needs, um, feminized, turned into a sissy, um, treated like a whore, uh, given no fucking choice, um, being allowed that downtime and feeling like he truly gets to be who he wants to be and fantasizes about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of those stories. Those are stories with full times and there's stories like that with brand new clients who are just getting to try out panties and pantyhose and things, or for the first time gets to be treated like a, like a bitch. <laughs> but mainly for, for me, those clients that get to that, it's about a headspace. Mm-hmm. No matter whether it's sissification or I'm ramming it, doing things to you. Um, no matter what that is, it's finding a headspace. So I like to find out what makes your head tick. Not the shit that you put on, the, what you put on the application gives me an idea of some of the things we can do, but I want to know, I want to get inside your head. I want to stop that. Everything about your vanilla life stops at my door, period. It's to be left out there because in here, it's meant to take you out of that and give you that safe space to not be this, that, or the other that you're expected to be outside of my four walls. So in here, I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are outside there because in here, I'm the dominant. I'm the alpha and I'm the one that's going to make sure that you're taken care of. And I want to put you in a headspace that takes you out of your world, breaks you down. If that's what your thing is, right? Shuts your brain off and then lets you gather back up and send you back on your way. Makes you a better person, makes your life better those who do this on a regular basis understand and know this um, subspace is a beautiful thing to give to a human and it brings me joy to give it I'm just listening to you talk about it and there's such a beautiful calm mm-hmm. that comes over mm-hmm. you know? with me obviously visuals are a lot because I love cat suits and I love shiny things shiny But if I were to session with you, the first thing that I could not forget are your eyes. Yeah. How important are those wonderful gifts that you were given in getting people in that kind of headspace? Very. Um, So I I get requested a lot. Please don't cover my eyes. I want to see you. Please don't put a head on me, a hood on me. Please don't cover my eyes. I want to visually see you. So I get a lot of visually aesthetic guys who, um, and females who are all about that. And, you know, the age old saying the eyes are, you know, a window to the soul. It's, it's true. Um, Plus, why would you not want to see me enjoy doing all the things to you? Because <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I'm blessed to be able to do this every fucking day. It's a gift. 
We talked before we started taping about your Instagram videos. Yes. And I walked in and I saw your big mirror and I went, that's the mirror where the magic happens. Yes, it is. You have this beautiful way through your eyes and your smile of being able to connect with somebody where you have connected with them even through that small telephone mm -hmm. where there's these eyes that glisten and this smile that comes out just a little bit, not a full smile, mm -hmm. but you want to see the whole smile. Yeah. Where did you develop that magic? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. Uh, and I'm a little devious, if you didn't notice. Um, <laughs> you don't follow me. Uh, as I say, have you ever danced with the devil? There's a reason for that, right? Um, seductress. Mm -hmm. I've always been that way. Um, uh, temptress, as I've been told, fits me well <laughs> for that. Mm. You have a quote that you use talking about dancing with the devil. Yes. And because I'm a little tied up at the moment, I can't <laughs> just go and read it. But tell us a little bit about what that particular quote means to you. So I wrote that poem. Mm -hmm. um, it's a poem that I've used on my FetLife accounts and my advertising. I've shortened it tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, but the the full... Um, the full uh, poem that I wrote, I think it's still on one of my FetLife accounts. So not, um, but I wrote it a long time ago as part of who I am, right? Um, have you ever done Spot with the Devil by the Pale Moonlight? Um, because it's a dance. It's seduction. It's not... Um, anything but something that gets into your mind, right? Seduction is a lot of things all at once. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be in your face all the time, right? Um, and I don't even think about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just a thing. So it's a, it's a poem I wrote that I connected with and I took a lot of time on and I love it. it. It explains a lot of me, I think, in a few words. The greatest dances are the ones where people connect or literally touch each other. Mm -hmm. Explain to me the role of touch in your life. Um, oh, the role of touch. Um, so I'm an empath, um, and I can feel things, right, that most people can't feel, you know, things I'm not supposed to know. It's kind of a thing. Um, and those closest to me see it happen a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but touch for, for me, um, I can feel your energy off of you, but I can feel your energy through my hands, right? So... For me, I do a lot of touching during my sessions, mm -hmm. um, which obviously I don't know how you do a session and not touch a client, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm weird. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of touching, um, and 
you're connecting with another human, right? There's a reason that you shake hands with somebody. And I never catch names because I'm feeling your energy through my mm. hand. And then I totally missed your name. I'm connecting with energy and the way you're presenting yourself and how is your body language and, you know, how's, how, how is your face when you're talking to mm -hmm. me or visualization? Um, can you speak directly to me or, or can you not look at me at all? Do you close your eyes a lot when you're talking? Like, these are all things that um, are very telling of another human. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I shake someone's hand, I'm not, I never catch their name because I'm feeling their energy through their hand. That. So that's an important part of a session, right? Part of anything is touch. So I'm, I'm a big touch, hug. I tell my friends I love them. I kiss them on the mouth. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm a very affectionate person outside of... Of, uh, and I always hug my clients before they leave. It's a thing that I do. It's a goodbye, as it should be. Um, we've exchanged energy. That's a set you on your way. That moment there was powerful. I felt the joy that you had for this. I felt the wonder that you have for this. I don't know if I'm an empath. I'm just a guy who's lived a lot of life. Yeah. But that energy is powerful. When I had the wonderful opportunity of playing with Amanda Wildfire and Queen Pete, Amanda said, I was a little worried about your energy because there was a lot of woo energy that was coming out. Mm -hmm. And Queen Pete said, that's what I loved was the woo energy coming out. And I said that my woo energy is this constant flow of appreciation. Because doing this show, even on Zoom, and doing it here in person, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm talking to people who a lot of people would love to just be able to talk to. Mm -hmm. But I'm also doing it because I want you to be able to share that energy there. So uh, if there was any woo that came through there, it's the appreciation of the fact that I feel very, very lucky. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like that. And when what women and other wonderful humans want, I have no idea what's next after this position. <laughs> but I, might, I might let him out. I might tie him up. Notice his hands have been free the whole time. Uh, it's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> we'll be back with what could be a very interesting final segment in a moment. Welcome back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want from the beautiful dungeon of Temptress Raven Eve. Okay, you have me kneeling now. So I'm sure <laughs> I have you're you on quite the kneeling happy. bench. You're still a little too high but it's fine yes it's, there you go much better all right well, we'll that's go much that. better right there <laughs> okay you can do your questions now so you are building this beautiful dungeon yes 
how much of a journey was it to get here? Ooh, um, it was a, a big journey and it was a life changing journey that, um, well, I didn't ask for, but I had thrust upon me. So, um, I had decisions to make and I made them fast. And this, um, as I've said, with everything that has seemed to happen in life big, mm-hmm. um, things that don't happen, don't happen for a reason and the things that do, do, right? Um, in my world, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, even the bad things teach you lessons um, uh, that you have to be grateful for. Right. I'd like to try to find some positive in the negative shit that has happened. So positive in some of the negative shit is that I, I got this beautiful space mm-hmm. um, and the way it happened just fell into my lap by a whim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a happy decision. It was a scary one. Um, Nobody who goes into a commercial space um, doesn't have some form of, oh, okay, Uh, what are we going to do now? Um, And I started over from nothing. Um, I have, I don't have any of my things. So everything here is new. So um, it's been a long road this year and uh, um, has led me to a very happy place. You're smiling because I'm squirming. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even tie you down. (laughs) You are in Ohio. You're in Dayton. You're home. This isn't, this area, Cincinnati, Dayton, isn't a huge kink town. It is not. (laughs) It is not. It is hard to find people that you can feel a real connection here. Yeah. Um, But that's a personal experience for me. Yes. Um, There are several doms. Um, There's only one in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's now two big dungeons in Columbus. Um, uh, um, Congratulations to... The one dom who just got her big space, so mm-hmm. that was awesome. I um, wish her well and hope it goes very well for her. Um, and then there's my commercial space. So um, there's an, the dom that I worked with in the Dayton area. She has her space still, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is about it in this area for um, there. I don't even know if there's anything in Cleveland I know that there's a pro dom that has a dungeon that uh, she shares with Ohio Smart, which is one of the local groups up there. And then there's a lakeside dungeon, which is where the AFA is. That's actually where I used to do all my public play. Oh, wow. That's a haul for that. Well, (laughs) well, I lived in Cleveland. Oh, that's a little different. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a kink fam up there, and I have a kink fam in Columbus, but I just haven't gotten one since moving back here. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping, hoping, hoping. Yeah. Um, where do you go from here? I mean, you've got your own space now. Yes. 
the ideas and the possibilities are limitless. How fun is that? Yeah, it's great. Um, so I've been meaning to get my clip stores running for five years. So I have like five years worth of content I'm sitting on. Um, and what's beautiful is that I have this space that I can do anything I want with um, and kind of take it to wherever I want to go with it. Mm -hmm. um, so even when I'm not getting to play with clients um, or play with my full times, bounce light is off off camera right now in his <laughs> panties. Um, I can shoot videos mm -hmm. with slaves. <sighs> Go ahead, laugh back there. Go ahead. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky that I have that. Um, this will never be a commercial place, space. Mm -hmm. I will never share it um, <laughs> with anyone. It's mine. Um, it's your home. It's my home. And I have had too many encounters where, um, you know, I don't, I will probably not ever rent the space out unless it's to a good friend. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nothing personal. I'm sure there are a lot, there are a lot of beautiful, wonderful women in this business, but I have had too many things <laughs> that I will not be doing. Um, but I'm excited about this space because I still have so much more growth to do. I mean, I'm only using the smallest portion mm -hmm. right now of the 2,400 2, square feet. So this is, it's a progression, <laughs> especially when you're buying everything um, mm -hmm. new. So it's a progression and I'm excited about it. And it's beautiful. Thank you. What are the best ways people can get a hold of you if they want either a session or to see some video now that you're going to get your clip stores now, up and Now running. that my clip stores are up and running. Now that all my clip stores are up and running. Um, mm -hmm. So there's lots of places. Probably the easiest and the all-in-one inclusive to find me um, is on my website, uh, temptressravenive.com. Mm -hmm. Super simple. My name. Um, and there is a there's a place on there that you can connect with the clip stores mm -hmm. um, following me on my Twitter accounts. Um, I have three. You only need to worry about two of them. Um, the Wrestler Raven one, you won't get on that one either. Uh, that's my model account. <laughs> Not getting on that. Um, my Twitter's at Trey underscore call, which is my open account, um, which I did for for purposes of retweeting, obviously, mm -hmm. after losing my 6K account. Um, and then I have a locked account, uh, Tempter's Tray. Um, it's got my all my links on it. I have FetLife. I have three clip stores. I just love Sex Panther. Text me. Um, a little bit. Uh, and OnlyFans. So I have a few things out there. <laughs> a few ways. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. Good. This has been amazing. Thank you. And I appreciate you taking the time, not only to be interviewed, but to share your personal space here. It's an honor to be here, and I really appreciate you doing it. And see, I'm being very reverent. And <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get back up, however. <laughs> it's fine. I'll let you crawl out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I am blessed to have had such a good journey in this business and um, 
very grateful to the producers that I've worked with and the lifestylers that have taught me things and gotten me where I'm at. And um, the Dama that I worked with in Dayton who, you know, showed me advertising. And um, there's a lot of pieces that always get you to where you're at. Um, you don't, you don't get here on your own. Uh, and um, grateful to really good friends um, and being able to travel and spend time with them like Jean. Um, and work out of her beautiful space that makes me drool and I'm like, I need to buy so many things. Um, and I'm very grateful for the, the progression and the people that have helped me get to where I'm at. I can't wait to follow you and see how your journey goes because you're right up the road. <laughs> yeah, I am right up the road. I am, um... I'm happy to be at home um, and my dungeon space feels like home. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of work so happen, uh, but it, it feels good. Yeah, it's time. Thank it's you time. so very, very much. You're welcome. As always, I'm Johns, sometimes known as Hi There Catsuit, most of the time known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a different interview. It was so nice to be in the presence of the Temptress and what a beautiful dungeon she has. If you ever get an opportunity to visit the Cincinnati Dayton area, I hope you'll take the opportunity and get the honor of visiting with Temptress Raven Eve. Next week on the show, we will be back to our regular audio program, and we'll be visiting with Chris and Bella of the Owl's Nest. They have an education marathon coming up very soon with a very, very special benefit cause. We hope you'll join us for the show next Tuesday. Until then, I'm John always known as Hi There Katsu. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. We invite you to follow us on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.